Are there spiritual forces at work behind current events? Is there a visible battle that is driving those things that are visible to us? And can we discover it? Let's talk. In Paul's letter to the Ephesians, he has a couple of verses that clue us in about the reality of an invisible realm that impacts and influences the events that we see visibly around us in every generation. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, it says this, You were dead in your offenses and sins in which you previously walked, according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. In other words, Paul says that some of what we see around us is driven or motivated by a character he calls the prince of the power of the air. In other words, he's speaking about the one who has always and forever will be the enemy of the one true God. Now, Understanding that, in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 11 and 12, he says this, Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Paul describes an entire structure of an enemy that in the invisible realm, the spiritual realm, influences events in the visible realm. Well, how can we prove that? Isn't that just a myth, a faith statement at best? How do we recognize that there really must be a malevolent force behind what happens in the world that is visible to us, the world that we report on and experience in a physical way. Well, let me give you some proof. I believe it's proof. Let me ask you to consider two nations and the way those two nations are treated in our generation. The first nation is China. China is a nation of more than a billion people but China is effectively run by the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, which amounts to about 400,000 people um, as members of the party out of that 1.2 billion total citizens. The CCP is evil. Now don't misunderstand, I'm not saying that Chinese people are evil, but this government is motivated, I believe, by an invisible motivation that causes it to do damage to what God desires to take place in this generation. Let me give you some examples. Right now, China is hosting the Olympics. That's hard for me to imagine when I consider everything that I know about the Chinese Communist Party's treatment of their own people. For example, the genocide of the people group of Muslims called the Uyghurs. The Uyghurs are a segment of Chinese Muslims 
They are subjected regularly to arbitrary imprisonment, forced sterilization, torture, forced labor, their movements are restricted, and they're often relocated to concentration camps. Now those aren't rumors, those aren't conspiracy theories. The world knows about this. In fact, not only has the United States Senate the United States State Department, and both of the last two U.S. presidents, a Republican and a Democrat, all those bodies have denounced China's treatment of these Muslim Uyghurs uh, on a number of occasions through official uh, documents and pronouncements. The International Olympic Committee knew about these human rights abuses before they awarded these Olympic Games to China to serve as the host nation. Not only is it their treatment of Muslims, but March the 1st of this year, just about to, to come up, the Chinese Communist Party has announced that they will ban anyone in China from posting, uploading, or downloading material related uh, to Jesus Christ, to the Bible, or to Christianity on the internet, and they are banning the discussion of Christianity on all social media platforms, including WhatsApp and, uh, and the, other, the other platforms that are common in China. Beginning March the 1st, this is a quote, no organization or individual shall preach on the internet carry out religious education and training, publish sermon content, forward or link to related content, organize and conduct religious activities on the internet, or live broadcast or post recorded videos of religious rituals without government approval, which, by the way, will never come. What they're doing is they're cutting off Chinese churches from the rest of the world. Their goal is to undermine the presence of Christianity within China and to eliminate any Western or external influence on Chinese believers. And yet, the International Olympic Committee decided that China would be a good place to host the Olympics. Well, let's talk about that. Almost every major Chinese Christian channel has already been deleted on WeChat, which is a Chinese platform. They did that earlier this year, and they are beginning with this March the 1st law, what has been described as the most strict and thorough purge of Christian media in Chinese history. And there will be no reprieve in the future. Now, here's the thing. If you wanna see if there's an invisible source behind visible events, I want you to objectively consider this. By any objective standard, the Chinese Communist Party is a war criminal. The way they treat the Muslim Uyghurs, the way they restrict freedom of conscience, the way they are now banning uh, Christianity from within their, within their borders, why do they do that seemingly with impunity? I'll tell you what comes next. After the Olympics, some, at some point in this year, you're going to see China begin to rattle their sabers about taking over Taiwan, that long-lasting thorn in the side of the Communist Party's side. 
um, they're going to try. They're going to take over Taiwan. Now, why does China seem to do this? Because they have a market, an economic market that the West wants, and so China is emboldened because in just recent years they've taken over Hong Kong and systematically removed the freedom of Hong Kong citizens, restricted their access to outside sources, and limited their ability to live their lives as they see fit. And the world hasn't done thing one about it because we want China's markets. Well, consider a second country, the nation of Israel. Amnesty International just destroyed the last shred of credibility they have as an international organization by publishing a 30-something page report where they charge Israel as an apartheid state and, make, and attempt to make the case that Israel is committing crimes against humanity. I've read the report and it is a document built on lies. You see, despite what they say about having a two-tiered system where Arabs are systematically abused of their privileges, the fact of the matter is 21% of Israeli citizens are Arabs and they have the full rights and privileges that go with citizenship. What about Jews living in Arab nations? Well, I looked it up. In 1948, there were nearly one million Jews that lived in the Arab world, but as of today, there are almost no Jews living in any Arab nation. The percentage of Jews who live in the Palestinian Authority is zero. The percentage of Jews that live in Lebanon is zero. Syria has zero Jews. Jordan, zero Jews. Egypt, zero Jews. Iraq, zero Jews. Libya, zero Jews. Do I need to go on? The fact of the matter is, it's not Israel committing prejudicial crimes against humanity. They are the most abused nation on the planet. In fact, the majority of the United Nations' attention is often spent on censoring or criticizing Israel. Not only are they not an apartheid nation, there is a significant number of Arabs who have been elected to the Knesset, which is the ruling body of Israel. Their current coalition government actually includes, for the first time ever, the Arab political party. They are a part of the coalition ruling government. Both Christians and Muslims serve alongside Jews in Israel as judges and even justices in their Supreme Court. Arabs serve in the Israeli military, on police forces, they're in the media, they're in academia, and they own businesses. They are fully integrated into the entire life of the nation of Israel. So how do we assess this? There is a nation by any objective standard that should be isolated and cut off from the world because they are vicious perpetrators of genocide and religious persecution, China. There is another nation that is not hurting anybody 
They're just trying to mind their own business and live Israel. And yet we live in a world where China is praised, catered to, the Olympics throw themselves all over China to give them this uh, reward. And yet Israel is the bad guy, lied about, criticized and censured by every world political body that exists. How do we explain this? Well, we explain it by recognizing that the invisible world that influences this world would do exactly what we see happening. Why? Because if you believe there's a devil, and the Bible says there is, and he's the prince of the power of the air. That is, he is the driving force behind events that take place in this generation. What would we expect of one who's in rebellion against the one true God? Well, we would expect that he would try and establish the most powerful nation on the earth to be a government that murders and abuses and persecutes those who believe in God. And we would expect that he would orchestrate events so that the harshest criticisms on the planet would be directed at the only nation that God adopted as his own people, the nation of Israel. If you wonder if there really is an invisible world driving what we see visibly around us, the objective proof is the success of Israel, I mean the, the success of China, and the constant criticism and attack of Israel. If there's a devil and he hates God, the way the world is right now is exactly what we would expect. Well, what do we do? First of all, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you need to recommit to the God of truth and to his word, the Bible. We need to evaluate politics and business and media through the lens of truth and eternity. We need to see the invisible driving the visible so that we can take our position on all of these things. We don't hate Chinese people, but we should be staunch critics of the Chinese government. And while everything Israel may do may or may not be acceptable to us, we should be solid allies to Israel. Why? Because God said all the way back in Genesis chapter 12 that those who bless Israel, he would bless, and those who curse Israel, he would curse. In Romans chapter 12, Paul gives us advice on how we are to pursue living in this visible world that is so dramatically influenced by the invisible world. In 12.2 of Romans, he says this, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. We need to have a mindset. Every follower of Jesus Christ, this is critical. We need to have a mindset that doesn't evaluate current events on the basis of what we read in the newspapers or on the internet. 
We need to evaluate current events on the basis of the eyes of faith, standing on the truth of God's Word. We need to see the invisible because that tells us where to stand. China, China is not our trading partner. They are an enemy of truth, the Chinese government. Israel, contrary to the United Nations, is not the problem in the world today. We'll stand in relation to such countries when we understand that there's an enemy that we can't see, but we see his work everywhere we look. Find truth and stand there. This is Truth Currents. Thank you.